Good morning, Bernie. Good morning, Demo. So, so what do you what do you got for me? So what I got, uh, you know, uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, Philadelphia area, Sixers fans, last night, our Sixers uh, collapsed hard. Um, I took a little lesson out of that in sense of there's this pressure that happens. Um, and, and I guess in all aspects of life, this pressure exists. But there's this pressure that happens when you're in the tightest moments where all eyes are on you. Um, you know, the odds are stacked up against you a little bit. And you have to make something happen else. Whatever it is that you're trying to get, whatever your goal is that you're shooting for, it's going to slip through your hands. And I strongly believe that those are the those are the moments where all the practice and everything that you do, that's when you're when you're a focused person and you have poise and, and you have good control um, of situations. That's the moments where whatever work you put in, whatever your practice is, it's supposed to take over. But in some people, those moments are the moments where they become the most panicked. And I think there's a lesson in there where I feel like last night we watched our Sixers pretty much in every game when there's been that moment. They they pretty much folded under their pressures. And I think from a, from a business aspect, it's kind of the same. You know, you, you have to practice and, and build do your process so that when the game gets real and the moments get the tightest and things get the toughest – you have the process to fall back on. And I don't, I don't know if there's a if there's a reason for it. I don't know if there's like something inside of people that causes you to, to, you know, lose your process. Or is it the fact that you, you don't have, like you're not, you don't really have a process. You know what I mean? Like they say running quarterbacks in the NFL will always revert to their legs when it gets the toughest, when the situations get the most uncomfortable. Like, is that because that's their process? Can you can you build another process that gives you a different result? Like when it, when does it start? I don't know. It's an open ended question, but like I, I'm just trying to figure out why our guys in those last minutes, you, they practice all the time. Why does yeah. that show up? Well, I th- you know I think that it's uh to 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 take it back to like the 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 business per- perspective of the show, like the foundation that you build when everything else starts falling apart, it gets down to the foundation that you build and that you're going to be stuck on. You're going to be stuck on that, right? Like that's what you're going to, that's what the end of the thing is going to be for you. So if, if that's true, then the foundation for a running quarterback is that they run, right? <sighs> okay. That makes sense. And the foundation for a guy like uh, maybe Joel is that like when he first saw basketball and learned basketball, it was, Oh, this is how you play like a guard as opposed to this is how you play this dominant basketball game. And then from us, from a business perspective, like when things get hard, you know, what is the, what is the focus going to be for, for your business? What is it? What is the thing that you're going to lean into? And you hear some businesses say like, you know, Oh, we're customer service driven. Like, like Uh I think that that's what they're talking about. They're talking about that, that core fundamental that like, no matter what you can always go back to this and that like, 
core principle is that foundation, that thing that's laid on. And when stuff gets hard, that's what they lean into. And I guess, you, you know, you saw it with the, like the pandemic, you saw certain businesses handle that in certain kinds of ways. And you go like, oh, and they were successful, you know, and then others maybe less so. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I think, you know, from, you know, from the Sixers standpoint, right, you know, I would say they're, the foundation of Ben Simmons was, was not built on a jump shot. You know, like that, that bounce, that foundation was built on I'm bigger, I'm faster than everyone. I'm going to, I'm going to be a big that handles the ball and I'm going to be fast and I'm going to be taller than you. And I'm going to just lay up, lay up, lay up, lay up, lay up. And when when somebody takes that away, my foundation is gone. Uh, It's made out of mud. I'm done. You know, Wash it, rain comes, washes, washes it all away. Um, and then JoJo, like you said, it's funny when you hear him a lot of when he talks in interviews, he always talks about the Google search, uh, how to uh, how to shoot like a white man, you know, or white. No, what was it? White people shooting threes. I think it is that he right. Is it isn't that what he searched? White white people shooting threes. And it's just like, so what happens when things get tough? He falls Turns back into to a perimeter player, a perimeter player. It's that foundation. Now, the question is, and so for business, if you're a customer service, your base and your foundation is customer service. Well, what if it's not? Can you can you reconstruct your base? Can you reconstruct your foundation? Yeah, I don't I mean, I, you know, I, don't, I don't think that I know. I do think. I do think that uh, the, the only real experience is that startup that I was at, right? Where this guy thought that we should be a customer service driven company. And, you know, I generally think that as a rule, we should be a customer service driven company is just a, a, a somebody using nice words to avoid having to decide what they actually want to be and have actual, like, cause you could say that it's like, it's like, I like apple pie. Like, uh, okay. Uh, okay. You know, like, oh, we're a customer service driven company. Sure. Tell me something that's interesting. Um, and so this dude, he, he thought that we should be a customer service driven company and like that, that was the way it worked. And I was like, dude, we're a volume business. Like, like it, it's pretty obvious that we're a volume business. Like we made thin amounts of money on volume. Like that's, that's a volume business. Volume businesses are not customer service oriented businesses. Have you been to a Walmart? Like, it's pretty straightforward that like sometimes you're, and I think that the magic needs to be is do you as a leader align with the company's reality and does the company's reality and goals align like those kinds of things. So in a situation like for 2400, the movement, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're a purpose-driven company and you're a purpose-driven human. So that's going to work. I'm not saying 2400, the movement's going to work. There might be plenty of struggles. You guys might decide, eh, you know what? This isn't for us. Like there's all sorts of things that might happen along the way, but I don't think what you're going to have is a collapse of the kind where you, where you don't know what your foundation is. You don't know who you are. You lose your identity because you're a purpose-driven guy and the company is designed to be purpose first. So it makes sense. That story makes sense to me. I don't know how true it is. Um, no, I agree with you. I, I think, I think that is true. I think you, you know, it's almost like those values. You know, your core values is really so. Regardless, your base is built on 
really your core values, who you are as a person, um, what your business is, and that and that's really your 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 core value and your base. And then whatever you decide, if you you know, like for us, you know, we're a business that right now we're a for-profit business. That's what we've decided to be. Um, but honestly, it's more about our foundation of just we are a, a mission-driven business, and we are people that at our core. We believe in our mission, and, and our mission aligns with what our core values are. Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a you know purpose-driven person, like you said. But at any point, I could be nonprofit just as well. You know what I mean? But it, but that does not change what my core is. You know, so I, I I do I do agree with you. I feel that it's more about how does your your you know kind of who you are as a person, and then. What is your business, who, the people that are involved in your business, and what is the core values of your business? Those things don't change because it's kind of like you, you, you are who you are on the inside, right? you know what I mean? And everything else, yeah, could theoretically be whatever it is. It could not be at all. It could be in some other form. Yeah, I totally agree. The It's interesting. I, th- I think this is why we're both so, – so we're reading the four-hour work week, and um, we're texting back and forth a little bit, and we're like, I'm not really enjoying this book. <laughs> and and so here's here's the things that let's talk about the things that I like about the book. Um, start there. Like so yes. we did uh, part three this week and he talks a little bit about doing some things as experiments um, to get uncomfortable and to sort of like push yourself in ways that you aren't used to. And I think some of them are good best practices. Like he talks about getting a, a virtual assistant um, so that you can practice taking tasks that are value tasks that you know that it's actually better if somebody else does this so I could focus on the business or the idea or the concept or you know other stuff. So you could like hack off a task and send it away so that somebody else can do it for you. And I really love that idea as an experiment, right? And, and trying it all in different areas of your life to say like, because I, I love the idea of getting somebody to clean my house. We, we've never had someone clean my house. <laughs> but I love the idea of having somebody come in and clean my house because I'm like, Sarah spends, you know, whatever, however much time cleaning the house because she likes to clean the house. Um, and I'm like, this is time that I could be, we could be spending together. We could be doing our, our thing and you're instead cleaning the house. Like I would rather spend money on someone else coming and clean the house and spend time with you instead. But she's like, no, this is a thing that I do. And so I kind of have to accept it and whatever, blah, 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 blah. But like, I imagine this world where I can outsource those tasks that are taking me away from the time that I get to spend with my wife. And instead we're out hiking, we're doing this, we're doing that, you know? So I really like the perspective and the mentality of like, hey, can you outsource this task? And are you and should you? No, I, no, I agree with that as well. Um, that was kind of the, 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 the book to me, like the good stuff was definitely there. He talked about that. He talked about, you know, like the analytics behind, you know, your time being really valuable. You know, like even, even you know, as much as it is to spend time doing some of the things that you like. He also talked about it from the perspective of, hey, if you take those, you know, like those smaller tasks that are more like technical and just, you know, those, those remedial tasks and, and you outsource them, 
now you can go do the real work i think is what he what he called it it was like you take you get you you outsource the task and then you go out and do the real work um you know growing the business different things like that it's part of thinking the big picture thinking all of that good stuff and and so that i i believe strongly in you know i believe strongly in that for sure um you know but then he also the only things that i disagree with (sighs) is it's it's, it's, you know, like, I, I can't spend every day thinking, everything in every part of my life thinking like that. Like, you know, there is something to kind of uh, writing your own letters. Mowing your own lawn. Mowing your own lawn. Like, like, there is something to that part. So it almost feels like, you know, the thing that I would say about the book is it, it, it feels really specific to, like, one particular person or a small group of people. So that would be the one thing. A certain kind of person. But there are, like you said, there are things inside of the book that you can take away and go, you know what, he's right. Because it's no different than what T.D. Jake said in Soar when he was talking about his parents and how they did everything in every part of their business. And their business was never able to grow. They were pretty much the same small mom and pop business um, before until they died because they never decided to outsource the task so that they can have the time to go do the real work. So, no, I totally agree with that. I think there's that was one of the points that he was he was right on with outsource the task and free yourself up to do the real work. And I, I do think that from especially from a business perspective, there's an important part of thinking about choices that you're making as a business as far as dollar value, right? Like, is it hard? Okay. It's a hard thing to fix. That's important to think about. Like, okay, if it's going to be really hard. Is it actually going to provide big dollar value in return? And if it is, well, then it might be worth doing, but if it's hard and it's not going to provide a big dollar value in return, maybe it's not. And like being able to think in that way, I think is really, really important. And so Okay, I'm there. One thing I don't like about the book and sort of like I think the go-to is that his motivation, and I, you know, look, he wrote this in 2007. He was probably like 24 or 26 or something like that. His motivation was like, oh, I want a fancy car and, oh, you know, like I, I want to have these different values. Like it's all money-driven. Yes. And I think because both of us have been very fortunate and we've worked really hard and we've gotten tremendously lucky and uh, – all those other things that have happened, we're both financially stable. Mm. And so the idea of like doing something just for the money is basically not interesting to me. And I don't think it's interesting to you either. No, not at all. Yeah. It's a very much capitalism driven book. And uh, yeah, it's not, it's not that interesting to me, but that part of it. Um, And there's something for me, like, listen, call me crazy, but I love the process. I, the, the other week we did the dinners and, and and I slept like three hours each day, if that, two and a half hours one day, maybe two and a half hours um, the day before prepping and doing all this. And I love it. Like, I love it. Like that part of it, I love it. And so, you know, there is something to be said about like, do you enjoy the work that you do? And there should be a level of enjoyment in whatever it is that you do, um, not just the, not just the, the result. Like this, it's very results 
driven the book. It's very right. much just make money, make make money, go on lavish vacations, make money, go on lavish vacation. He kind of just outsources the entire process, which is like, you know, there is no base or no foundation. I guess there is. Their foundation is, you know, find, you know, find a job, do as minimal work as you can. That way you have as much time as you can to maybe find another job. And then, you know, it's like, imagine someone, and I, and I don't want to attack the book, but imagine someone, let's let's bring it to like a smaller scale. Imagine someone getting a job at like Wendy's and going, all right, I got that job at Wendy's. I'm going to, I'm getting paid minimum wage, $15 an hour. I'm going to find somebody to do it for 11. So I'm going to actually outsource my Wendy's shifts for $11 an hour to somebody else. Down, I'm making four bucks an hour. But hold on, I got my time back. So then I'm going to go to McDonald's and I'm going to leverage my shifts at McDonald's and pay somebody $11 to do. It's literally like this, this feeling of just like capitalism just through and through and like the exploitation of those who don't know no better or people, you know, I mean, he's using other countries. So it's a little bit different than the example that I just gave you. Like, Ten dollars and ten dollars American dollars in New Delhi is pretty significant. Pretty decent. Yep. Yeah, pretty significant. That's a nice job over there. But just to me, it's like, you know, it, like don't you want to enjoy the process? You know what I mean? Maybe his process is like, how do I get as many people working for me as possible? Maybe that's what he enjoys. I, I don't know. I, I like the process. A- yeah, I think there's a couple things going on there. I think one is, you know, he's he's 25 or 26 or 27 when he's writing the book. So uh, there's maybe that that focus there. So there's that sort of young younger man's interest in wealth uh, and wealth creation, I think, is part of it. But also I think there's, there's the focus there of him trying to be a single man running a, a business, like a, a one-man machine mm. of a business is part of the goal of the book. And for, certainly for you, you you have no interest in being one guy running a business. Like no. your goal is to have a team and to create mm-hmm. a team that impacts the world. Um, so I think that, that probably that's some disconnect for you, right? For me, yes. I definitely am interested in being a one or two or perhaps three man operation. But actually, I'd rather be one person who works with like, three different people regularly you know what i mean so it's Mm -hmm. like not officially a team but sort of like a paid business team relationship that's like dependent on each other but not actually working like officially together you know so that's also a different kind of relationship whereas he's like i'm just trying to figure out how to make you know seventy five thousand dollars a year and work as little as possible which is a little bit off of our goals and i think why we're both having a little bit of trouble relating to the book True, true, but you know I'm 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 interested in the last couple of chapters. We'll see. Yeah. I thought the I thought it, I thought the first two were fine. I thought the first two. The middle were, one was the slog, though. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> this last one was like it was a little bit tough because I do believe there is a we you know as people period we we overwork ourselves. I hundred percent agree with that aspect of it and that and that was where the book like began right was just kind of like 
you know, how do you make the most out of your time? How do you make the most out of, you know, your work and, and the time that you spend at work and all of that? Like, which I, I believe the first two chapters were spot on, very helpful. Um, there's a couple of principles that I took away right away with, with that. But then this chat, <laughs> this section, I guess they call it, um, you know, uh, step three was it just went it went a little left for me um and i guess this is that whole point of how to acquire wealth and and how do how do you start to establish wealth as and it's some way. tactics and strategies and like if you're not really interested in the game that he's playing it's hard to buy into the strategies yeah. right yeah. like we were really interested in the tactics and strategies for bullseye because yes we were like, oh, here's a tactic and a strategy for how to start a business, grow a business, test a business. But those things we were super into. This, on the other hand, we were like, yeah, dude, I don't want to start a drop shipping business and outsource the customer service to India. Like, that's just not what I'm interested in. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I'm optimistic that maybe he closes out, gets a little more, gets a little back to what he was in step one, step two. And, uh, and, and maybe there's a good close to the book. But... Definitely step three was that, was, that was a tough step. That was a tough step. So what do you got for this week? Anything good? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're dropping um, a new product uh, this on the 24th. So on uh, Friday, uh, we're dropping a new product. Uh, we got a honey mustard rub. I don't actually have a name for it. We're, 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 we're kind of figuring it out right now. And that's, that's Kunta's job. And he's, you know, mapping that out. And then we're doing dinners. Again, one more go at it um, on that Saturday. So, uh, yeah, this is a busy week for us. How about you? Nice. Yeah, for me, uh, I have this business that I've been kicking around and I've been, like, kind of playing with. And I think I have mapped out, like, vaguely a strategy for how to turn it into a thing um, and test it, right? So I need to build, like, the smallest version of this that might provide some value and then actually like make a website and see if I can get anybody to sign up for it. Like all that sort of stuff. Um, so I'm going to kind of push forward on that. I did get some stuff done on the process uh, website. So like there was this like flash that's been driving me crazy that I couldn't figure out for the longest time. And it's because I had like a simple, like literally the most simple kind of mistake. And I just didn't see it for because once you stare at your own thing for long enough, you can't see the mistake that you made. Like <laughs> that's just yeah. the way that is. So I had that, and uh, I was able to fix it, so that's good. Got that out of the way. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know what's up next. I guess I'm probably going to spend most of this week, I'm off this week, mapping out what I want to do a sort of like a bullseye kind of test for, right? So, like, what are the – what does this look like? If, if I build this little tool, this little widget, it's gonna, I think I'm going to go with a Slack integration kind of thing. Um. And if I build this tool, how do I measure that somebody's actually interested in it? Um, and how do I figure that out? So I'm going to try to kind of look at that and see if I can get some of that stuff ahead of time before I build anything. And uh, I'm meeting with a couple of guys later this week to talk about whether my ideas are good. Like, does this seem like a reasonable path to measure it? You know, And uh, if it does, I'm going to start building it and that'll probably be a few weeks maybe six or eight weeks heads down sort of actually trying to code out 
the uh, the tools. So yeah, it should should be interesting, I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit excited and a little bit nervous. Uh, uh. All right. No, it sounds like you. I gotta say, it sounds like you're uh, you're taking some steps here. Um, some 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 real uh, tangible ones here to that next that next move, man. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I suppose maybe that'll be next week's show or the week after. We'll see what that is. Uh, by the way, this is our fifty-second show, so this is the officially yeah. this is officially one year right here. Yeah, somber day though, very somber day. Because <laughs> of the Sixers. Yeah. Yes, it kind of ruined the mojo at the show because it, it definitely like threw a wet blanket on the energy. Not that I'm mad or anything. I'm just highly disappointed. Like yeah, yeah, like seriously disappointed. Yeah, the process didn't work. Turns out, right? Like it, the 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 ideas were still fine fundamentally, uh, but the outcome didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, I mean, if you look at it, they had five high picks. It's Nerlens, Ja, Joe, Ben, and Fultz. Fultz, yeah. And out of those picks. The number one pick is clearly, clearly Joe, for sure. And then all and then the rest. Right, are... now, right now, the number two pick might be Fultz because he has the most upside. Could, we could make an argument for it. One guy won't even shoot. That one, the one guy that could be candy won't even shoot. It's, um, well, here's the, que- here's the question. And maybe we'll have an answer sometime down the road. The process, whether it worked or not, I believe it worked because it put us in relevancy and Mm -hmm. it put us in a spot where, you know, now we're able to play ball because quite honestly, the process only takes one. Mm -hmm. The process takes one. Look at the Dallas Mavericks. They get Luka and now look at them. They're like, at any moment, destination. Look at Phoenix. They got you know, uh, uh, Booker and they got, they got two, they got Aiton and Booker. Yeah. And Aiton, and I would say Aiton's not really a guy that you process for. He, he he's no, but like he's a heck of, he's a heck of a number two. No, he's a good player, but if you, we'd you, gotten a, a player that, that that's that good in any in one of those spot. other spots, right. Yeah, if it yeah, would have yeah. been Nerlens, if Nerlens would have been an Aiton type player that, you know, that, that you can count on for, you know, 16 and 12, yeah. Well, the thing is, as far as the process goes, is it only takes one. You get that one and you build around that one. See, mm-hmm. we had this idea that you can build around two players. You really can't. You build around you build around that one because you only could have one alpha on any in any situation. And you have that alpha. To, the problem is the Sixers have coveted this other piece in, in Ben Simmons who you kind of made these co-alphas. So now you're trying to build a team around two guys that don't fit and it leaves you in the predicament you're in now. If Sixers have to choose, they have to pick an alpha. Now, you can keep Ben, but Ben's role has to slide to a much lesser role. You know, and it, it and it does. It, it, and he, and he's not gonna be able to be on the floor with Joe down the stretch. He's not gonna be like 
he's going to have to be a role player because he does not fit with the, around the strengths of your alpha. And therefore, he really shouldn't even be here. But he kind of has to be unless you can make a move that makes sense. But he really shouldn't be here. Joel Embiid needs to be built around properly. And you need to go get a player that fits with Joel Embiid. And even if you want to make Joe the number two, and you can go get a number one that you're going to put above Joe, Joel Embiid can fit around anybody. And that's the difference between him and Ben. Yep, totally agree. So, so well, so you want to do this show for another year? Yes, sir. Let's go. <laughs> All right. All, All right. right. Well, well, we'll see you uh, next week, and we'll see you next year. Where can people find us, Vernon? They can find us at theprocessisblackandwhite.com. They can also check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook by searching The Process is Black and White, and we'll be there. All right. See you next week. All right, man. Ah, that's.